This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 1st, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. The feds like their informants, but asking people in sensitive job positions like professors or medical professionals to inform on their students and patients is alarming. Cato's Patrick Eddington discusses what the new relatively hidden federal program looks like. This idea of countering violent extremism, it it, it sounds very uh, rational and reasonable on the surface. Uh, and when you hear proponents talk about it, they speak in terms of trying to find a way to uh, identify folks who might become so pro-ISIS, and, and, we're, and the concern here, of course, is with uh, Americans, not just necessarily young Americans, but uh, Americans generally, who might be seduced, if you will, by the ISIS ideology, and cross a threshold from simply talking about it to actually doing something about it. And so this concept of countering violent extremism basically posits that there is a, a profile, uh, a number of, of so-called indicators that can reliably tell you who is more likely or most likely to go down that road and, and go from being a talker to a killer. And the problem with it is uh, there's no scientific basis for it at all. Um, sociologists, criminologists, and so on have been trying literally for decades to come up with a profile of who would become a bank robber or, um, in this case, a terrorist. And it's just not out there. So. It's a discredited notion, but it's gained a lot of traction because, of course, in Washington, the government always has to do something, even if it's a terrible idea, for the sake of being seen as as trying to do something. And the latest wrinkle in this whole countering violent extremism business is a little something that the FBI has cooked up called shared responsibility committees. And if your initial uh, reaction to that is, gee, that sounds maybe a little bit Orwellian, you would be right. Um, These so-called SRCs are FBI, uh, for lack of a better term, domestic surveillance groups, Um, not exactly volunteers because if you're a teacher or mental health professional approached by the FBI to participate in one of these things, uh, you have to sign a gag order that says that you will not talk about the Shared Responsibility Committee with anybody but other SRC members or the FBI. So you can't, according to the FBI, go to third parties, try to get legal advice about whether or not what you're doing is actually within the bounds of the Constitution. Um, And they're trying to roll these out in major cities across the country that you would expect, right? Los Angeles, Detroit, uh, Boston, probably here in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area as well. Our problem in determining exactly how many of these there are and how many they plan to try to put in the field is that the FBI is doing everything they can to kind of keep the lid on this. And given the FBI's history, you know, you can kind of understand why. The FBI hasn't exactly ruled this out publicly. Oh, no. I mean, they've they've gone out of their way, in essence, to try to, you know, downplay this. And uh, Politico magazine had some pieces back in March of 2016 in which some uh, DOJ or Department of Justice officials, I should say, on background um, began to talk about how they were basically in the beta mode, beta testing mode uh, with this particular program. I strongly suspect um, that that beta project, that beta version actually began sometime in the fall because we know from some of our friends in the Arab American and Muslim American community Uh, who were approached by the FBI uh, last fall, that's when this whole concept began to surface. Uh, And it was coming up also in the context of the FBI's absolutely 
hysterical don't be a puppet website, uh, which is one of the most lame attempts uh, at uh, student education that I think I've ever seen. Now, a number of groups have come together to say, to essentially write a letter to the president and say, hey, this is a problem. Please look into this. There are substantial constitutional issues with uh, having uh, local gagged informants uh, essentially acting as law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, the FBI is clearly trying to use these uh, SRCs and related countering violent extremism initiatives as an extension uh, of their surveillance network and their monitoring network. And a number of groups, not just folks within the Arab American and Muslim American community, but kind of the larger non-governmental organization community, have really become justifiably alarmed about this development and exactly where it goes. And, you know, it is funny how history kind of runs in cycles. The the FBI has a history of doing this kind of thing in terms of trying to get members of the public on board. During World War One. they actually had an officially sanctioned auxiliary organization that they worked with called the American Protective League, which at its height in 1918 had somewhere between 200,000 and 300,000 volunteer American spies and vice cops. I don't want to leave out the vice cop part because they really, they really wanted to tamp down the venereal disease. They really wanted to shut down the horse racing tracks and all the rest of this kind of stuff. So it was a really crazy, um, hysterical thing to do in, in, the, in the wartime period. And it, it kind of set a template. And I think in some respects, these SRCs, these so-called shared responsibility committees, are kind of a new covert version of the American Protective League. They sound a little bit like fusion centers, but without what you would hope are even the barest essentials of evidence regarding what the law enforcement is supposed to be looking into. Oh, absolutely. And when you, when you look at these so-called indicators of extremism that you can find on the FBI's Don't Be a Puppet website, um, there are things as vague as taking pictures of a government building. Well, of course, we have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of tourists who come to Washington, D.C. every year and do exactly that. Um, if you're a gun owner like I am uh, and you have an interest in explosives and things of that nature, uh, you might be a terrorist, according to the FBI. If you are talking about vacationing in a place that, quote, sounds suspicious, end quote, not further defined, you might be a terrorist. So that's how nonsensical uh, these indicators are on the FBI website. And I meet six of nine of those. So that could that should kind of tell you something about the validity of them. Does it, though? <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife, you know, may, 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 I don't know. Maybe she'll give me up. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right. The problem with fusion centers or one of the problems with fusion centers was that a lot of the intelligence that had been that had been gathered and was had gone into these fusion centers and then elsewhere had not been properly vetted or was completely fabricated uh, or actually crossed really crossed a line i mean there's the very infamous case of the Missouri State Highway Patrol report um, that was issued i think it was in 2009 which said, um, if you're looking for militia members, see if they've got a Ron Paul bumper sticker. That's essentially a, a, a pretty fair indicator that you might be dealing with a militia member, which, of course, is completely outrageous. But this seems to go a step beyond that in which you're not – you're going beyond law enforcement to just find local informants who, of course, have their own ideas about how the world ought to work and their own ideas about who, which people are – to be trusted and which people are not to be trusted. Right. And I think it's also important to point out that 
even if you have folks within a given community, let's say mental health providers especially, who are genuinely concerned about trying to head off uh, someone going off the deep end, if you will, and actually engaging in acts of violence, whether they come from the Arab American community, the Muslim community, the white Christian community, whatever, um, they're putting themselves, I think, and their profession at grave risk by engaging in this very kind of thing. And the fact that the FBI is insisting that members of these uh, so-called shared responsibility committees sign gag orders ought to be a massive red flag for anybody who's approached by the FBI to participate in this kind of activity. You know, we just need to recall how much I think uh, so much of, of the membership of the American Psychological Association regrets that their organization ever got entangled with the CIA's torture program. And I think we may not be talking about, you know, a torture program here, but we are certainly talking about a program that could lead to an awful lot of completely innocent people being swept up in yet another FBI dragnet. Patrick Eddington is a policy analyst in Homeland Security and Civil Liberties at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.